Welcome to the Real World Gamecast. I'm Kelvin Hawkinson. Alongside me is Bo Bailey, your Real World Game Champs, here to bring you the top stories in gaming news this week. We're going to be looking at BlizzCon from last weekend, and we're also going to be checking out Sony Rewards Program. Bo, what else we got on the bracket? Uh, we're going to be taking a look at the Xbox One X and kind of give our initial impression uh, just kind of based on stats and everything. And then we're going to also talk about EA's acquisition of Respawn, the company that brought you titles like Titanfall 2 and Titanfall. And uh, I guess uh, without further ado, let's get into it. Right, let's start off with BlizzCon from last weekend. Uh, huge, huge event. It's the biggest event of the year for Blizzard, obviously, and Blizzard's one of the biggest gaming companies in the world. So, oh, yeah, for sure. What do we want to start with here, Bo? Um, I think let's uh, let's start with StarCraft Two because I feel like there's not a whole lot to talk about, but there is things that are definitely worth bringing mm-hmm. up. Um, switching to free to play. Uh, I mean. When StarCraft 2 came out, I think, you know, the gaming atmosphere was different. I think yep. kind of people's expectations of games were different. I feel like when StarCraft 2 came out, it was, you know, it was a pretty big title. And, yeah, they expected people to pay money for it. But now with games like League of Legends out um, or Dota 2 that are all kind of free-to-play, it kind of makes sense that if they're trying to keep up in the competitive atmosphere that they, you know, dial it back, bring in more players by just opening it up to everybody and giving kind of that level playing field to bring people in. And I think that's the biggest thing is that they want this game to continue to be the, a powerhouse in esports. I mean, and it has been a powerhouse in esports. I mean, StarCraft historically has been one of the biggest uh, competitive games, and I think... <clears throat> This game came out in 2010. With that said, it had a full story campaign. So it's not the same as a Dota 2 or a League of Legends necessarily. I mean, it's got um, single-player elements to it. And it was a full AAA release when it came out uh, seven years ago, originally. Obviously, it has had two expansions since then. So I I think you're right in the sense that this is... This is them trying to keep StarCraft II relevant in the competitive gaming sphere, especially because, like, I mean, it's a huge, very extremely popular in Korea, and I think they want to just kind of keep that going. They don't want it to be, they don't want it to get um, eclipsed by the likes of a Dota 2 or a League of Legends, for example. So, yeah, everything included in the free version of the game, um, first of all, it comes out November 24th. And that'll give you free access to the original Wings of Liberty single-player campaign and every co-op commander mission. The co-op commander missions are available to play for free up to level 5. And the level restriction for weekly mutations has been removed. Um, You'll be able to tackle these extra challenging missions with your friends right away. Um... And then, of course, on top of that, you'll be able to access the ranked multiplayer ladder to compete with other players and become the best of the best. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's pretty. It's pretty cool. I mean, you get the full original campaign to the game, which is nice. I mean, if you're a person who likes RTS games, there you go. You get a free entire uh, game, basically. That's pretty cool. And then it looks like you said. I mean, they're they're trying to go for the whole like getting people active in the online community, getting people to be playing the co-op missions and to be playing in the you know 
competitive <clears throat> sense. Does that make sense? If you want to unlock the rest of the campaigns, they're only going to be 15 bucks a piece or $40 for the entire bundle. Um, so I feel like, why not? Uh, if, you, if you're enjoying it and you like the game and you want to try out some single player and not be sweaty with it all the time, just, feel, just go ahead and, and uh, buy the other yeah, three expansions. Right. For f- That's not bad. If you play right. through the first expansion and you decide, holy crap, this is a lot of fun, I really like this, um, why not? Go ahead and buy the other expansions. and Yeah, that's still uh, cheaper than buying a full game. Exactly. And I mean, again, yes, this game came out seven years ago, but I mean, it's an RTS. There's, And it's the RTS. You know, right. I mean, it is the real-time strategy game. So, uh, I mean, I think there are obviously other great real-time strategies out there. This is just the most popular one. So Right. Especially if you're trying to get into esports and you want to play some truly competitive RTS. Yeah. Okay, so the next thing, I guess, Hearthstone... Cobalt and Catacombs, the new expansion Hearthstone coming out, uh, it's pretty interesting. You can go ahead and pre-purchase 50 card packs for 50 mm-hmm. bucks. Yeah, I saw um, that. And, uh, but along with the expansion, there's going to be like a new dungeon run mode, which I think is really cool. They're going to be adding in some single-player things that you can do. Because, again, not everybody wants to be competitive all the time, so you don't want to go in and you don't want to duke it out playing ranked or even unranked matches you can just go in play against the computer in these dungeon runs um and it gives you another kind of thing to do in hearthstone uh on a single player level that you know i felt like it was missing unless you bought expansions Mm -hmm. and um this was right and this is something that uh will be coming free to like everybody so that's really cool actually i mean that's that's a great um like you said, there's a lot of people out there, I think, who are missing out on Hearthstone because they're very casual players, and they get their butts kicked. Like, I, I know I know of at least a few people who don't want to put in the time and effort that it takes to get good at this game, and it oh, takes yeah. a lot of time and effort because you have, to, you have to have a good deck. I mean, you have to be willing to either put in money or a ton of time right. to be able to get the cards. So there's a lot of people who don't want to have to do that, and so a single-player mode kind of makes the game a little bit more accessible to them. They don't feel like they're just constantly getting beat all the time. I think there's probably going to be a certain level of depth to it that'll make it so that, um, you know, it'll be still enjoyable to play when you get to it after you get through the, like, basic parts. But, I mean, that's pretty cool. It's, uh, it's a pretty interesting take on... Uh, but 50 bucks, man, that's expensive. Yeah, so that 50 bucks is going to give you 50 card packs. Yeah, I mean, that's good, but it's, it's still... But it's not going to keep you from enjoying the Cobalts and Catacombs content. You'll just have access to the card packs, like, as right. soon as it launches. Um, right, instead of having 50 to 50 card packs? I mean, what, they come with five cards each, and there's 135 new cards coming out with with the expansion so there's a good chance like not a good chance but like if you're really lucky like really really lucky there's a chance you could get every card right off the bat yeah that's um, true i, I mean I th- and again 50 bucks it's not too bad that's, my only issue with that is that's the price of a, a full game basically right, but that's I mean, if you want to spend 50 bucks on card packs right right you're the type if you're paying 50 dollars on this you're the type of person that loves hearthstone that's like your favorite game and 
well, not necessarily, but you love Hearthstone. You obviously like playing it a lot because you're willing to spend fifty dollars on it. So, which right, like, is a good deal for Hearthstone. It's a good deal. Well, for really, if you if you step back and think about any trading card game, whether it's at a table or not, like fifty bucks, that's a dollar a card pack. You can spend uh, right. fifty that's bucks on Pokemon cards mm-hmm. and only get like ten or twenty. I don't really know how much they cost now. My brother could answer that question. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I, I mean, at least you get actual cards. Right. Um, but I know. Of I the cards, there's some new things that they're adding in. Uh, like, there's going to be a new keyword on some of the cards called Recruit, which basically you play the card and it'll summon um, a minion. Uh, they're adding in um, Spellstones, which are basically, they're going to be cards that have specific requirements um like there's the one that show on the website is like for the there's uh, a druid he needs to gain three armor in one turn but once he does that he'll deal two damage to an enemy oh, minion. okay, um, yeah, okay. And then, so they're adding a little bit more depth to the game right and then there's some unidentified cards that uh will have like a base stat like this one says give a minion plus two uh attack and defense and then when you draw it, it'll have, like, a random bonus effect to it. So, like, um, it's a priest is playing, and so he draws it, and it gives it divine shield, uh, which basically is a protection spell. Um, so, I mean, aside from that, I know that there's new legendary weapons that are coming out that are going to have some different kind of mechanics to them. Um there's going to be, like, different treasures that you'll be able to unlock. I want to say it's from the um, Dungeon Delves. Uh, and there's also going to be a chance for you to, like, kind of pick your loot, where you'll get, like, three different things will show up uh, that are kind of available to your class, and then you could pick kind of, like, which one. Like, so this one shows for, like, um, the mage. It's got an arcane, a frost, and a fire. And you could pick which ones you want to take out of that. So it gives you a little bit more control over the RNG of it. Um, yeah. Which I think is all things that people were kind of wanting with Hearthstone. Yeah, I think so. I think that makes... I think they're, they're things that, that people wanted. I mean, that's normal. Blizzard's pretty good about delivering uh, what the people want. <laughs> they're normally pretty good about it. I mean, Blizzard is really a company that... I don't know. They've been. They're pretty. They're good. like the pinnacle of like customer service and like quality. Quality, yeah. right? I think that's what it is. Is that they? They're the company that takes their time on games. Right. I mean, they're they when they release a game, it's polished and produced very well. Oh yeah. And they, yeah, I mean, they just don't mess around with that. They used to. Um, they used to. <laughs> back in the day, there used to be huge issues where they would. Uh, people used to complain all the time about Blizzard saying that the game was going to be released at one time. And then it not, and then it being delayed, which they just don't give release dates anymore. As a result of that, they're like, we're not even going to bother telling people. <laughs> so it's, it comes out when it comes out. It's ready when it's ready. Which is, I think, the best way to do it. Ultimately, right? If you don't set a release date until you know when the game's ready to come out. Don't bother shooting yourself in the foot like that and getting fans excited and angry and yeah, and kind of disappointed. Um, so I think the second biggest thing that they talked about at BlizzCon. Uh, Overwatch getting a new character. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about Moira and kind of like I know you've played with her on the the public test realm already. So like, wh- what do you think? How do you feel about it? 
Uh, I've uh, yeah, so f- I've spent a little bit of time playing Moira uh, today, actually, and a little bit. Um, she's a lot of fun. Um, it's really great to have another uh, heal character in the game. It's something that the game's kind of needed as another support. It's been lacking a little bit. I think uh, Anna was the last support hero added, which Anna did help a lot. But everyone's still playing but, Mercy, right? Exactly. Mercy's still considered the like main, main healer because of revive and stuff. But I think Moira will add a different, another attack kind of. She won't replace Anna or the Mercy most likely, but I could definitely see her replacing, you know, playing as Zenyatta or something like that. I mean, she's like a ton of fun to play. And Well, well she's like a healer GPS, right? So not exactly, only can she I mean. heal, but she also can deliver a decent bit of damage. Um, exactly. And, and watching the video is kind of uh, cool because they just kind of like go limp from like her attacks. Like they just kind of, like, you can just kind of see the life get like sucked out of people as they're trying to like run <laughs> right. away from her. Which is like the, I guess the lore behind it is that she's like the life and death, you know, she like gives and takes type right. of thing. Um, She's like a scientist, but uh, it, she's a, lot, a ton of fun to play. Um, I think she'll be a great addition to the uh, Overwatch pantheon of heroes. Um, um, what about Blizzard World? Have you looked at that at all? Have you seen... I haven't gotten a chance to play Blizzard World, um, obviously, but... Right, it's not out yet, right? You know, I think, exactly. I think it'll be another, you know... It looks fun. I think it's neat because um, even yeah. like I don't play Overwatch um, mainly just because I've got enough competitive shooters to play right now that I haven't yeah. spent the money on Overwatch. I'm still waiting for it to like go on sale. I'm probably gonna like hop on and start playing it on the free to play weekend coming up on the 17th. Um, yeah. But Blizzard World, just for me seeing the kind of like pan around that they did of it, I mean it's it's cute. They've added in a lot of like neat yeah, little like. Cute. Easter eggs, you know, you've got like the snack stand, snacks aramis, right? You've got like the Hearthstone Tavern, um, just mm-hmm. these little like nuggets of like Blizzard funness that are just kind of thrown in yeah. there. Um, I don't know. I thought it was, and cute. I think it, it looks cool. It it is cute. I mean, it looks like a little, you know, it reminds me of. I mean, which is what it's supposed to. It reminds me of like Universal right. or obviously Disney, like but, a gimmicky theme um, park. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like a theme, it really looks like a what I would imagine a Blizzard theme park would be in, like, not in real life necessarily, but kind of. Right. I mean, you'd expect uh, to see was, stuff like that at a real life Blizzard like, theme park. Exactly. Like, like a Hearthstone Tavern. Like that's what I would expect to see in a real life Blizzard world. You know, and I think that's kind of pretty cool. Um, the um, last thing Overwatch related was the uh, that new cinematic <laughs> for Reinhardt. Uh, yeah, which was just cool. I mean, I think that's like a cool... It was just a little war that they decided to give out, right? Yeah, well, I mean, which is what they... That's kind of how Overwatch has been doing it from the beginning. They've been kind of just dropping in... Uh, like, they'll drop a mag- a comic here, a video there. But this one was pretty good. I mean, it was like seven minutes. Yeah, it was like a full that. animated short. Yeah, I mean, I think people... Like anyone could watch that and be like, "Oh, that was cool." Now, um, you know, I don't think it was. What I think is interesting about it, I watched kind of IGN talk about it a little bit, and uh, they brought up like, "Oh man, it would be cool to see like an Overwatch movie." Um, I, would you watch an Overwatch movie if they made one? <laughs> kind of like, uh, kind of like what they did with the Warcraft movie, but like, I don't know, yeah, but the less movie serious. Was... <laughs> 
<sighs> or maybe like a kid's it TV w- show. It wouldn't if, be. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, that I think would. I, I think that like would a be. Saturday morning. I mean, necessarily. Yeah, I mean, I think that would work better. Like a Saturday morning cartoon could actually be pretty cool for Overwatch. Like, I would want it to be a little bit more like. A little bit more um, serious, not adult theme. Yes, serious, not like. Well, I, like take it back to like the Justice League, way back. You know, back when it was coming yeah, exactly. on Saturday mornings, but it was still serious. You know, um, like bat. You know, Batman the animated series. You know, like right. something. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. With the comic books, that's true. The, the old '90s and early 2000s like comic shows did actually like talk about some serious topics. They didn't just have like. Like goody two shoes stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, so, I think that would be fun. Yeah, I th- I do too. Um, I guess next up and final of all BlizzCon, World of Warcraft battles. World of Warcraft of Azeroth. I haven't played World of Warcraft since Burning Crusade. Yeah, but this one, I you know, once again. Blizzard put out a really cool cinematic with it, oh, yeah. which it's classic. Blizzard cinematics are just cool. I mean, that's what I wish the World of Warcraft movie had been, yeah. or the Warcraft movie. Had been. It just, I just wish it was like a really long, two-hour long, you know, hour and a half long, not even two hours, hour and a half long Blizzard cinematic. Yeah. Why didn't they just get, deliver that for us? Because that would take a lot of time. <laughs> but I guess I mean the Warcraft movie did take a lot of time. Yeah, the Warcraft movie does. Come it's, on, like you've got tired people that are. CGI <laughs> in right exactly. I mean CGI everything in that it was basically all CGI. like the whole, all the freaking backgrounds were CGI and everything. I mean it was True. still a CGI you yeah. monstrosity. I mean if, if Blizzard had actually had their visual team working on it then or their cinematic team, I would yeah. just I didn't want real actors. You know I think it just would have been better to just do, do voice it. acting. Exactly yeah. like a Pixar, but like World of Warcraft. So. Anyways, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, sorry. Let's There's, let's get into Battle of Azeroth. First of all, I feel like this is World of Warcraft coming full circle. Um, because there was this kind of like weird... Uh, well, it's really not weird, but they had this like neutral um, entity that was like kind of bad for both the Horde and the Alliance for like the past three or four releases, right? Um yeah. And so you you kind of after Wrath of the Lich King, well, really, I, I mean, after the main vanilla WoW, there was like this meld of like the Alliance and the Horde, and you kind of lost that sense of like they're at war against each other. They don't like each other, and never. Yeah, I guess did. Brood and Crusade might have been the last one that was. like... Well, no, because even the first then, you, you could both meet up, you know, in that grand city during Burning Crusades. You could. You had horde people running around in the same city as the alliance, and they were That's killing true. each other. That's true. That's a good um, point. So it was kind of like everything after Vanilla WoW kind of brought everybody together, instead of like pitting them against each other. The only things that did were like the battlegrounds, and so I feel like this is a good chance for WoW to get back to its roots, get back to that you know, the horde versus the alliance. Um, which is something we haven't seen really in a very long time for World of Warcraft. Because, like, I mean, Cataclysm, you had the you had Deathwing flying around. I don't even know what was going on in Mists of Pandaria uh, or Warlords of Draenor. But I know, like, Legion, now you've got... 
everything going to hell. There's demons everywhere, and they're all just fighting demons a lot of the time. So, like, this is a good chance for, for them to dial it back, bring it back to its roots. You're getting two new continents, um, a new continent for the Alliance and a new continent for the Horde. They're exclusive to one another. They're separated. Um, so the Alliance is getting Kul Tiras, uh, which they called in the trailer in the uh, overview. It's a forgotten kingdom, which I'm assuming means that it was once something that belonged to the Alliance and it was lost over time. And then the Horde is getting Zandalar, uh, which used to be an ancient empire. Zandalar's kind of mentioned. Um, Early on, kind of in the lore, you kind of fight some Zandalari trolls here and there, um, kind of in, I think even in Vanilla WoW. So it's not coming out of nowhere. It's right. not like, so, just, oh, here it is. Right. <laughs> um, okay. Of course, there's going to be an increased level cap. They're raising it up to 120. Um, 120, yes. That overview also said that you'll be able to plunder uncharted islands. So it does kind of have this kind of piratey feel because you're going to be moving around more in the ocean. You see a lot of, like, ships and stuff, and, like, there's even a little shot of this dude with, like, a bunch of treasure. Um, yeah. And uh, dominating war fronts. So I guess at some point, you know, the Horde's going to come over to the Alliance place and kind of set up a war front, and the same with the Alliance. And so you can kind of, you'll be able to kind of push back and forth in kind of, like, the open world and have open world PvP kind of happening. Um yeah, which is neat. That's pretty cool. I mean, I think that's, like you said, that that harkens back to what the original game kind of wanted. Like, the feel of the original WoW, where you where you were kind of, oh, it yeah. was a big battlefield. And there was, like, a distinct horde versus alliance area. Now, I think one of the biggest things that needs to be touched on is that there's going to be six new allied races. Yeah. yeah. Is well, there, though? Yeah. Um, so there's three for each side. And really, they're just kind of like reskins of existing races. But I mean, they're they they are going to be different races, so they're going to have different racial abilities. But they do still kind of open it up so that you can kind of customize. So you like say you want an elf on the horde, but you don't want to be a blood elf because they're all bright and pretty. You want like a being a mean badass elf. Well, now you have the nightborn, which are kind of the opposite of the. Um, the blood elves and yeah so they're gonna have like more of the, the, the this like dark kind of uh skin and a, you know a couple different looks for the horde um and kind of the high mountain tarn okay they look like tarn but they kind of have that arathi highlands kind of feel where they're, where they're all kind of like wearing like wood stuff and i guess they're gonna have different I guess it's going to be different skins because the Zandalari troll, I felt the same way. It just looked like a troll with some different skin. Um, but I mean, it's the same for the Alliance side. So you're going to have these void elves, which kind of made their rise in Legion. Uh, they're kind of like an elite elf, um, that ended up pulling inner or uh, power from the void and they all kind of changed it, right. changed them, uh, and uh, you're going to have the Dark Iron Dwarves, which have been around since Vanilla when I said that and I saw them. I was like, oh, I know those guys. I remember fighting them. And then these Light Forge uh, Draenei, which uh, they kind of, they drank from the light as well. Basically, it's going to be like a more light-skinned Draenei. Um, 
they drink spe- from a specific Nauru okay. instead of like just kind of pulling their power from whichever one they choose. Um, so yeah, they're basically all going to be like old races reskinned with more customization and different racial abilities. But all in all, I think they're giving a lot of content here. I think there's going to be a lot of people, uh, this attempt to bring a lot of people back. And I, I kind of keep hearing this conversation that they, that a lot of people are speculating this is kind of the end all be all for World of Warcraft. Um, just the writing is kind of on the wall. Let's be honest. It's a 12 yeah. year old game. It's almost. I mean, it, they've years old. done a lot of. They've done yeah. a ton with it. It's thirteen going on fourteen. Uh, yeah, I guess it is thirteen. I guess it is yeah. thirteen. Two thousand four, right? I thought it was two thousand five. Yeah, two thousand four. This game. It's one of the, it's the most beloved MMO of all, of all time. I think it'll go down in yeah. history, as the original, as the first. It's not the first MMO. But I think historically it will go down. As kind of the, I think it's the first MM it's, of the MMOs. <laughs> it's the yeah, it's the Beatles of the MMORPG that the Beatles were to rock. Wow is to the MMO, you um, know. Yeah, I, I feel like the writing is kind of on the wall, and I started kind of speculating this when they introduced the WoW token, um, because. That to me felt like an attempt to bring to keep players in the game, right? So this gives you a way to use your in-game currency to buy, um, you know, game time essentially. And it's it's getting to that point now where people don't have time to grind out and spend all this energy and effort into World of Warcraft. Either they don't have the time, or two, they don't want it because. Us that grew up knowing World of Warcraft and that played it a long time ago, and whoever's been playing it since, yes, those are the fans, but you have to look at the new generation of people. We are now getting old, and we're starting to have families. We're starting to, like, we don't have enough time now to dedicate to um, spending all this time grinding out a game, right? And I feel like with the newer, younger generation, they want more quicker, Um and I'm not trying to like build a generation gap, but there there are differences, and you can see it now with a lot of the console games coming out. And the it's uh, yeah, it's the I mean, I think microtransactions also... are such a thing now is because there's a lot of people that don't want to take the time to grind through things. They'd rather just spend a little bit of money, get what they want, and then just keep playing to their heart's content. And I feel like WoW just isn't isn't a model that's going to survive for a whole lot longer. Well, I mean, the subscription model is gone. The only people who do it are WoW right. and Final Fantasy. Uh, well, and, Black uh, Desert Online does it too, more or less. Um, no, but you can it play free, the but game. But it's not with... as enjoyable unless yeah. you have the subscription. Um, well, okay, but I mean, that's... Like... I mean, every everybody that it's I've... Because still... like, I've been reading online, like, should I buy BDO? Should I try to play BDO? And everyone's like, unless you actually spend money on it, you're going to have a hard time playing it. Yeah, okay, I, yeah. I can see that. I mean, but, like, World of Warcraft is really... You ha- you legitimately right. cannot play the game. I mean, you can play it yeah. to, what, level that's 20, I think, play. without... For free? And 10 gold? That's not even... Yeah, that's, like, nothing. Nothing in WoW. <laughs> it's nothing. It's nothing. Um, yeah, I mean, if you if you buy it and you use the character boost, you'll get 10 gold in, like, a 20 minutes. 
And uh, I think there's another... Right, exactly. There's another big... Um, I think there's another big announcement that ultimately... Uh, is kind of the writing on the wall that WoW is... This is that that Battles of Azeroth um, is going to be the last expansion. I, I think... I think you might agree with me on that. That are you talking about WoW Classic? I am talking about WoW Classic. Uh, yeah. Did Ooh, you, did, uh, WoW Classic. Did you see the the trailer that announced WoW Classic? Yeah, it was a reverse of all the other trailers. Which is what I thought that was really cool because it gave you kind of the the entire like decades worth of like yeah. content and just like rewound it and it, it was really cool seeing like the Legion trailer versus the original vanilla WoW trailer. Um, I know, because I remember when the original Vanilla WoW trailer came out, I was like, whoa, look at how good it looks. And then, like, <laughs> and then it comes compare out and you're it to like, the one now, and you're like, right. Well, I bet, well, that's true, but I bet the cinematic trailer even looks like, that cinematic trailer looks really dated now compared to, obviously. I yeah, mean, but they still kind of like kept this like similar style like as oh, it was yeah, kind of like rewinding oh. through it you, you definitely felt like oh these are all blizzard games you know there's oh, yeah, never yeah. that like tear and like kind of production they kind of strove uh, but i mean that goes back to what i said i wish they had just made i mean that trailer again just made me wish they had made a uh like a cgi warcraft movie instead of making a, a world live action one because you're right like rewatching those i was like oh this, these are so good like they look so cool I played a lot of Vanilla WoW stuff uh, on private servers. I mean, I played it back when it was actually with Blizzard, but I've, I've played it since on like private servers, some that have been shut down, some that haven't. Um, and it definitely, you feel the difference between Legion and like Vanilla WoW. Like some of those areas felt so big and it was, it took so long for you to like cross any like basic starting area. And so I feel like they are going to have a couple of changes that are going to make, you know, a lot of that, just walking around itself, they're going to increase movement speed or maybe shrink the maps a little bit. Um, they're obviously going to update the graphics. I mean, they've said it themselves that they were having development issues um, kind of with the idea, and that's why they haven't done it sooner because they're basically going to have to rebuild the game as it was because they don't have a lot of that old those 10-year-old files anymore. They're just not around. Um, right, exactly. I mean, they just got replaced when they patched the game. Constantly. Right, they just, no, just kept patching I mean, it, and yeah. And, and even if they did have like the original game, like you said, they don't want it to necessarily be the exact same. They want it to be as close to the original as possible. But I it's, still think they want to add where they can improve it. They want to keep those improvements right. where it doesn't feel like it changes how that original game felt. But I, I like. I think this is the end of. I think this is the end of new WoW content. I think this that the fact that they came out with that is proof that they're appealing to the hardcore WoW fans. Yeah, they're not trying to go out and get new people to come and start playing WoW. And I don't. Why well, would you? I don't know. I, mean, I think they. I think some people would. I feel like there's some people that haven't played WoW because they're intimidated by how much they've missed. But at the same time, I feel like it's going to be a last dis, uh, a last ditch effort to like pull in a few more people before they just kind of say all right we're done producing content here's either a new mmo or a world of warcraft 2 or something like imagine a world of starcraft even like 
just something well, that, blizzard I mean, but right? that's what I've been waiting for. That's what I've been waiting for. A lot of people for have. probably about five years. Yeah. It's like, why hasn't Blizzard done... They're, you're the number one MMO company. Why aren't you doing something else? But I think... I don't think they will. I don't know if they will. I think this that might be it. The, the, no, uh, I, I can't see them World walking away from be it because it. they do like making money. And, I mean, if, if World of Warcraft does end, I imagine Blizzard isn't just going to walk away from all of those monthly subscriptions that they had. They may bring something new that has maybe an in-game store, maybe something that's where a- cosmetics are more, you know, purchasable, something that, I don't know. I don't think they're going to completely... That's why I would go back... I think they will, because I, I think that's what classic server is for. Is they'll, they'll kind of keep that minimal. Like it's going to be minimal effort to keep that up, keep that going, not costing them a lot of money. And so the people that really love WoW and that really want to keep playing it, they can come back and, and play on the classic server or play on whatever maybe the the new servers. But I think I just I don't see them going into MMOs. I mean, who does MMOs anymore? Like that's the thing. Is like. Yeah. They aren't like what they were ten years ago. True. Yeah, I mean, what, they aren't like what World of Warcraft made them. You know, they've lost a lot. I, I mean, I would yeah, love to see lost like a, a lot of steam. I mean, young kids aren't playing aren't playing MMOs as much as they were anymore. Right. Exactly. I think that's enough for Blizzard. Um, yeah. Let's move on. BlizzCon's done. Last week. Let's do. So, earlier this week, Sony announced and started its Sony Rewards program, Um, which I've been looking into being a PlayStation owner, and and I'm kind of on the fence about this. I think I don't understand why it exists, but I kind of do, but I feel like the way the currency for it works, it all just doesn't make sense, but... Basically, full overview, um, Sony is going to reward you for a number of different things. Um, And the big thing that everybody's been talking about is trophies. We'll get there. I want to go over kind of some of the other things first. Um, So basically, they're they're using a point system, right? So every 100 points is equal to $1 um, from the Microsoft Rewards store basically how it works the sony rewards story right um and so there's a couple things you can do early on to get um to get some points so like if you sign up for um like four different playstation network services playstation view i know they offer um playstation now you know i I imagine it's any of those type of services if you sign up for four trials of those services you get a 15% discount code for the PlayStation Store. Now, That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I mean, just to try everything out. I mean, I get it. It's an incentive for you to go, you go. in, Here's try some right. things. But that's still not rewarding you with, with any of these currencies. What they're doing is giving you a 15% discount code for the PlayStation Store. If you subscribe to three of those four services, they will reward you... With 500 reward points. So... That's not bad. I mean, it's... Okay. I mean, five dollars You subscribe, you get five bucks. Yeah. I mean, because... But that's the thing. What... Like you said, what are the three... Like, okay, there's... There's uh, PlayStation Network, I presume. It's, like, the gaming one. 
What else is there? Like, is there? Are they adding a? I think there's four total. Um, Anything like Netflix? If you get it through Sony, you know, like I don't know. Okay, so PlayStation Plus is one. Okay. PlayStation Now is one. Okay. PlayStation Music. And PlayStation View, which is the TV service. So there's four. So So there are music, TV, games. Right. So if you sign up for a trial of all four. They'll give you a 15% discount code to use in the PlayStation Store. Um, if you actually sign up and subscribe to three of those services, you get pretty much five bucks to spend in the um, reward store, which is different. Not a the, not a great yeah, deal. Right, exactly. Not a great deal. So you have to spend like 15 bucks to get, I, I, I don't even know or the total. More, yeah, it's probably P- like around P- 20. PlayStation, View is view alone is like thirty dollars a month because it's a TV, right. right? So okay, yeah, you're spending somewhere around like you're spending upwards of fifty dollars a, a month to get five dollars yeah. <laughs> to get five dollars back. Um, and they have some incentive to like start using their movie services as well. You rent three movies, you get two hundred and fifty points, and if you buy three movies, they'll give you five hundred points. So again, if you sign up and you've linked and you you're using these services anyways, cool, that's great. Um, they'll go ahead and reward you for it. But if you haven't and you're not thinking about it, this really doesn't give you much of an incentive to go ahead and, and do that. It's not a great incentive. I think that it's like <clears throat> it is an incentive. It's I, I think they're trying to differentiate themselves from the competition. Uh, PlayStation View has got a ton of competitors now. YouTube has got their own right. TV service. Hulu's got their own TV service. Sling does their own TV service. Um, so I guess this is a way for PlayStation to try and be like, look, if you do brand loyalty with PlayStation, we're going to reward right. you. Um, I get, you know. Now, what I do find kind of interesting is the, the way they're doing trophies now. So they will reward you for playing PlayStation games and earning these trophies. That being said, they're not rewarding you very well. <laughs> so you get 100 silver trophies, and that'll give you 100 points. So for 100 silver trophies, you get $1. <laughs> how, I don't, how many is 100 silver trophies, would you say? Because, like, I, 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 again, I'm not, I don't play PlayStation, right. so I'm not really so, familiar. What, I mean, cause... basically, they're ranked on difficulty. <clears throat> um, silver is kind of like medium, and your golds are kind of hard. Your platinums, you only receive for getting every trophy for that game. Oh, you get a platinum if you've done every trophy right. in a game. <laughs> so oh. Yeah, you see what I'm getting at here? Okay. So it doesn't feel very yeah, yeah, rewarding. Yeah. <laughs> how many games... I, I mean, if you have, go... How many silver trophies in a game, would you say? Uh, I mean, it varies on the game. You just kind of... It, it, it's the same way that Steam kind of does their store. Or their um, achievement or reward. Like, whatever it's called. Um... Well then, that's like a really weird way. To, this is so weird. I think exactly. There should be, if you're a game developing company, you should just put in like ten thousand silver trophies into your game so that well, see people free and Sony's free money. Well, looking back, there was a game that had like the easiest silver tr- or a uh, platinum trophy of all time, and it was like a one dollar game that you could buy, and they put like twenty something trophies into this game that you played like literally you just played through like a level once. And it gave you like everything, and then the silver trophy, or the platinum trophy. So that's it. That's what I'm saying. Right. There must be Sony's t- probably going to do some sort they of. They took that off the store. Like you can't buy it anymore. 
And I think they did it because they were planning to implement this system and they didn't want people to spend a dollar and go ahead and get themselves a platinum trophy or whatever. I think that's exactly it because because ten platinum trophies, a thousand points. That's, that's all right, it's only that's 10, only ten bucks. Ten dollars, right? So you've that's spent, not that much. If you, if all of those games are brand new games, right? That is sixty hundreds of hours. Six hundred dollars that you've spent on games. Not only is it six hundred dollars on games to get every trophy in the game for for like a yeah, typical game a so skyrim a skyrim right. i mean a, a, a platinum trophy in skyrim i have to assume is a 200 hour or oh yeah i mean a lot of them are right and it's just that's why i'm sitting here like okay i've signed up for it and you know if i'm bored and i have nothing better to play maybe i'll go on a platinum trophy hunt otherwise i'm not really going to be actively trying to seek this out you know, I'm not going to be like, let me go buy a game so that I can try to get another platinum trophy. It's. I mean, it sounds like it really only benefits people who are very completion, like the guys who are trophy hunters. That's who this right. benefits ultimately. But here's the I don't zinger. really see it benefiting. Here's the zinger. Go ahead. They're not going to give you credit for the ones you already have. What? Yes. So this only goes <laughs> into account for people that link to the rewards program. And everything you've earned afterwards. So, like, since it just came out and you link it today, it will only go... It won't take into account anything that you already have on your PlayStation. It's going to make you either earn all those trophies again, which you can't do. You'd either have to make a new account and then go back and do them all. Or you just... You're SOL. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, that does suck. Right. I mean, there's like... there's people I mean, out I think, there that have, like... I, I saw a video that said there's one guy that had earned $1,500 worth of rewards points. And he's not going to be able to... Like, he's got the highest trophy collection of anybody. And he's not going to be able to cash in on any of those. And any of those I mean, games but, he's already played, he's already, like... That's what's so shitty. Is like, I think that... Um, it's not like I get why Sony doesn't want to just give people all that. Because like you said, that's 1500 bucks. I mean, that's like... If you spread that out amongst their entire player base, you're probably looking at like a dollar per person. I would think at least, right. maybe a little bit more than a dollar per person. I mean, that's you know, just a couple. That's three or four million bucks, just gone. Uh, that you have to pay out to these people. So I, I get that, or even more than three or four million. I don't know how many people have PlayStation. It could be like ten, twenty million. So I mean, the point. <laughs> so I get why they're doing that, but at the same time, it's like. Really, just crappy. Like, how do you feel if you're like, I just... How do you feel if you're the guy who just got Platinum Trophy on Skyrim the day before, and then this gets announced, and you're like, I just did all that. I could have been paid to do all right. that. Right. I, I mean, I'm, I would be banging my head against the wall if I was somebody <laughs> that had spent so much time on it. It's not just, like, stuff in the PlayStation Network store that we're talking here, either, right? It's not like you sit here and you earn all these trophies just so you can go and buy only, like, another game or a movie on the PlayStation Store. No. If you go and you check out the reward store, which this is all completely separate from what's on the PlayStation Network Store, there's some crazy things you could actually save up and buy on here, right? You can buy 4K TVs. You can buy... My question is, are they... It looks like there's. It's still Sony. Everything. Yeah, I mean everything's still going to be Sony. These are all still rewards. Um, 
Yeah, so you can buy Xperia smartphones, you can buy Sony cameras, you can buy Blu-ray players, um, home audio, like, it's it's all Sony stuff. Anything from Sony, right. basically, you can buy. Which is pretty cool, I mean, that's, that, it, you know what it, this reminds me of a little bit? What? The Coca-Cola, um, like, little tops, right, right, you know right. how they have, like, the codes and the tops? It, this is what this reminds me of, I think that's what it kind of is supposed to be. There's some people who will really take advantage of this, and there's going to be some people who are really going to get a lot out of it. But I think most people are ultimately this is it's, they're just going to kind of ignore it. I mean, it's just going to kind of yeah. Well, it, you here's, know, it'll be like, well, oh, okay, I got a hundred points, so I can well, get this. You know, I, thing. I did right. a little digging on the website, and I kind of looked around and I tried to figure out like what, why, like if you can get all of these things. With all of these points, there's no way that anybody just earning rewards from trophies on PlayStation Network is going to be able to afford any of this stuff, right? Um, what it is, right. is that they've come out with a credit card. There is a Sony credit card and a PlayStation Visa card like that you will now earn bonus points and reward points for making purchases on those cards. So, really what it is is they they everybody is starting spreading around card. that you can use these cards or that everyone has started spreading around that you can you know, play games and get rewarded for it. But really what it comes down to is no, this is like a smooth little way that Sony's saying, okay, yeah, we're going to give you some rewards for trophies, but really if you want to earn rewards faster and you want to really take advantage of this, you're going to need to pick up a Sony credit card. That's what it comes down to. And see, everything that I'd seen from like IGN, Polygon, all these people that put out all this stuff... That's what they were saying is like the trophies, they're out now. You can use those to get rewards, blah, blah, blah. But they never said anywhere that this is all part of the Sony credit card program. And that's what it right. comes down to. Yes, I mean, like I said, I've, I've linked my account. I'm going to continue to earn trophies. And as I do, maybe I'll one day eventually earn enough to buy myself <laughs> a new game. Because you, you yeah. have to pick from the selection that's on the website. You can't just use that. Yeah, I think you can buy yourself like a PlayStation um, card, like one of the credit, uh, the little um, like money cards for the PlayStation Store with that. But otherwise, you have to buy what's in the store. So I think they had like 2K, they had Call of Duty World War II, they had Assassin's Creed Origins, and I think like Destiny 2. Um, yeah. So you're you're limited still to what is left in the Sony Rewards store unless you buy yourself one of those PlayStation gift cards. So, that being said, don't expect to get a whole lot out of this program. It it is pretty cool that you can actually, you know, earn money, but unless you're like really a trophy hunter and you're going out there trying to get platinums on everything and you haven't done so already, it's it, you're not yeah. going to really notice much of a difference here. I would say if you have a PlayStation, go ahead and link your account because, hey, why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? I think that's exactly it. All right. Xbox. Xbox One. Get, get it. Xbox One. I mean, hey, I think there's only – we got two quick stories we'll finish off yeah. with today. But Xbox One X um, just been released this week. 
8 cores, custom AMD CPU, 2.3 gigahertz, 12 gigs of GDDR, GDDR5 RAM, 6 teraflops. I mean, this thing is a beast. I mean, it's crazy. What? what I mean, wait, look at what this thing can AMD, do. It's and, AMD uh, processor about as, is about as strong as the one that's in my Mac. But... And I have more. Yeah, but your DDR, Mac. I have DDR3 RAM, but I have 12 gigs of DDR3 RAM, or uh, 16 gigs of DDR3 well, RAM. I have 16. But that's okay. But this is a console, and that's a computer. Right. So I mean, it, I'm a lot of this <laughs> looks like my Mac, except for the six teraflop GPU, which is going to take a lot of that stress off of the actual console itself. So, and I mean, again, uh, consoles are so streamlined to be designed to just. Uh, take up that one the really one task good play the at game. doing games right you have one thing play the game that's what's really good about it. computers are doing so much on the background that you right. need a lot more especially processing oh, yeah. power um i think this system is a good thing i think it's a great thing for oh, yeah. the gaming industry i think it's a great thing I think um, it's it's setting a new for 4 4K gaming. I think it's setting a new bar for kind of what we need to expect out of a gaming console, um, especially since yeah. PCs are moving so quickly now. It's gotten to the point where it's hard to build a PC unless you you like spend the high end dollars because. Well, that's not true. That's not true. If it, you can get a. You can build a relatively cheap PC, and it'll work well for, for as long as these consoles will, right. to be honest. I think it's more... I think if you want the best of the best PC, yes, you're going to have to drop a ton of money. If you want to be playing games at the highest level for a long way to go, for like five years, and you want to be playing games at Ultra, you're going to have to spend $3,000. But if you want to play games now on high or ultra graphics you can get a $1,000 computer. That's still twice the price of an Xbox One X. Um, That being said, do you think the casual gamer is going to spend $500 to buy an Xbox One X? (laughs) I mean, I know it's beautiful, and I know it's got all the 4K and HDR and Dolby Surround and all this stuff built into it. I get it. It's a powerful machine. But is it worth it on a day-to-day basis for me to spend $500 and pick up an Xbox One X. The Xbox One X is for the hardcore Xbox gamer. There's no doubt about that. Um, it's not for the casual gamer. With that said, I don't th- I don't think $500 is as much. You're saying $500 like it's a ton I mean, of money. For a lot of people it is. But I'm not saying it isn't a ton of money. What I'm trying to get at is like historically Game consoles have cost uh, right around when they first come out, right around five hundred bucks. I mean, that's pretty. The PS3, um, yeah, was about that much. PS3 was five hundred bucks. The, Which is, uh, that's why I got a three sixty. Four hundred bucks. Yeah, it was a hundred dollars cheaper. Which is what I'm saying. So if it but comes down to it, if you're trying to buy like a high end gaming console, I think you're right. If it comes down to it, if you're trying to buy a high end gaming console, this is the best one. Right, but. If you're trying to buy a, if you're just trying to buy a gaming console in general, if you're a mom yeah. who's getting a Christmas gift for her ten year old kid, yeah, you'll just get the regular. You don't need to get the X. Right. If you're, you'll take advantage you know, of those Tommy those Black Friday deals we talked about last week. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If you're Tommy, the <laughs> the hardcore COD player, maybe you want it in 4K. You know. I, I think that the Xbox Damn One you, X. I, I don't think. 
<laughs> Why did you stop me again? <laughs> I, d- I don't think the one X is meant to be. I don't think the one X is meant to be this like savior for Xbox. I don't think it's meant no. to to you know turn the tide. I think it's it's more of a proof of concept, and it's more of like here. This is for our yeah. Fans. I think it's directed towards a very specific audience. Those people <clears throat> that have been asking for more out of a console. But it's not meant to... I don't think it's going to have any record-breaking sales. I don't think it's going to push Microsoft to this point of like, oh man, they're doing better than PlayStation. I mean, as far as sales go, because, I mean, it it comes down to still content for the consoles. It still comes down to, you know, what are your friends playing on? It comes down to, do you want a media device or a gaming console? I mean... I mean, it's really well. And in this case, it ends up making the, the Xbox One X is the true gaming device. I, I mean, if you want to because it's road. very but powerful. I think, but I mean, I, again, I think it goes back to those first two points. I think those first two points are one hundred percent what your makes uh, what ends up making right. your decision. It's what games, what are my friends playing, and then I think the third thing, honestly, is brand loyalty. There's some people who are just loyal to one or the right. other, and, and they'll buy one or the other no matter what. But I think, what games, what are my friends playing? 100%, those are the um, like number one, number two reasons for why someone gets the Xbox or the PlayStation. Xbox One X, again, I think it looks good as a gaming machine. I don't think it's going to be the saving grace for Xbox that maybe Xbox wants it to be, but I don't think they want it to be. I think they know. I think they know what they did with it. Uh, moving on to our last story, EA acquiring another game studio as they close. As they close one, right? Uh, so EA uh, acquires Respawn. It's a four hundred million dollar deal. Honestly, that's that seems expensive to me for Respawn. Uh, but they've already published Titanfall two and Titanfall the original for Respawn, so there is a working relationship well, he, there. The reason I think it was a $400 million deal um, was because Titanfall was... Mm-hmm. Uh, not Titanfall, but um, Respawn was already kind of looking at, like, okay, what are they going to do next? Like, they kind of, like, Titanfall 2, it was a great game. Um, I played it some over on the Xbox at my mom's house because I got it for her. It's, it's fun, and it had a great story that was, like, really engaging and everything. And the multiplayer from Titanfall has always been a good time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I played the original yeah, Titanfall, I and really I really liked it. it. I, it, it didn't, it, it never felt like a full enough game for me. I think it, it fell into a little bit. Right, the, the original, original Titanfall one. fell into a little bit right. of the same. Yeah, the original one fell into the same trap as I think Battlefront right, kind of fell exactly. into the original Star Wars Battlefront. Um, but from what I've heard, TF two they kind of basically fixed every problem with uh, TF one, and it, it, from what I understand, it was a really right. Great they brought game. in the entire they had they added a story, and that was something that yes, Titanfall one had a story, quote unquote, but it got yeah, lost because really. you were still doing that story in multiplayer matches against other people, and sometimes you'd play on one side of the story, sometimes you'd play on the other side of it, and it was but still somehow it played out the same way. And it just kind of felt like lost. But Titanfall 2, they had a single-player story where you and your Titan were actually doing stuff. And But the the whole reason I think it was a $400 million deal is because they knew they were in trouble. Because people had stopped playing Titanfall. Um, 
they timed the release at the same time that like Battlefield One came out. Oh, they definitely and they uh, lost their player base. They lost they lost their player base so hard, and it got to the point where Nexon, Nexon, who brought you Maple Story, and Riders of Icarus, and the Titanfall Mobile. Hey, game. I- and lawbreakers. And lawbreakers, but okay, who's playing lawbreakers right now? Nobody, right? I mean, Nexon was in line to right. buy them. They were right. trying so to buy them out, and so EA, who had already published two great games with Respawn, who knew them and knew that, like, okay, we just shut a studio down who was working on a Star Wars project. Let's give that to. I'm assuming they gave it to Respawn because Respawn has said they're working on a Star Wars, a game that's set in the Star Wars universe. So I, I don't know if they gave it to them necessarily because I remember I had heard Respawn was working on a Star Wars game before okay. this. So I had, had heard that before. Now the question they becomes: Did they, they, they take that single player exactly. and put it into the Respawn Star Wars title? Um, Exactly. Or the guys who were working on that single player, do they have they been moved over to Respawn right. now? And now they're working for Respawn doing um, whatever. I think that would make a lot of sense. I think that's probably exactly what Right, because I feel like had Nexon taken over Respawn, had, they, they would have lost more or, steam that, than if EA picks them up, backs them, and then gives them this... Titanfall 3, they're giving out this Star Wars game, and then they have a VR game coming out, which I think is also based in the Titanfall franchise. So Exactly. And, and EA has already put out um, EA has already put out a, a Star well, Wars game. Well, they have game, the so rights it makes to sense it that they're, right away. Do they have all the rights to all Star yeah. Wars games? They have oh, the okay. rights from Lucas. I don't know if they have like, the yeah. rights to create all. So they, they've actually, they have one okay. of the few... Um, and well, that's why Battlefront 2 games, is, yeah. is such a big deal for EA is because they're actually putting out um, an original story that's been approved by Lucasfilms. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Actually, I knew that. I mean, we'll see how yeah, awesome we'll see. it actually is. But it's cool. I didn't realize that that would actually um, been approved. They did... But yeah, that's big news, and right. I think that's... They did put out the letter um, to the investors to kind of like say, like, this is why we're buying right. them out. Um and like how they're going to do so, uh, but like EA's really excited about it. Respawn is excited about it. Um, yeah, I, I feel like it's it's going to be a good blend for the two of them. I think uh, they're not going to fall into EA's uh, single player uh, epidemic because they don't make just single player games. They're going to come out with something that's going to actually you know excite people it's going to make like it's going to be a win-win for both of them and it would be really cool to see respawn jump on titles like anthem and start helping kind of bring some of that call of duty background that they had way back and blending it in with and the titanfall and that titanfall i think titanfall would fit with anthem pretty well i think that they would uh, yeah, I mean, they're both uh, exosuits, I think they could learn a lot from right? Titanfall. Like, Titans are bigger right, versions exactly, kind of, of I mean, Titans, Jowlins. I guess, mechs, yeah. I guess Titans right. more mechs, but yeah, I mean, I think they're... It, it's a nice similar concept. So, Well, that's it this week for uh, the Real World Gamecast. Feel free to follow us on Twitter, at Real World Gaming Champs, and make sure to like and subscribe to us on YouTube and Twitch. Um, we record every Friday evening and release the shows on Monday, should there not be any technical difficulties we apologize about last week 
Um, the video version's on YouTube, the audio is on SoundCloud and iTunes. Um, just search for Real World Gamecast on any of those and it should pop up. Uh, tune in next week for more news and don't forget to get out in the real world.